It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hello, welcome to Sarcastic Remarks. I wasn't talking to you, Chris. I was talking to people (laughs) on the internet and people listening later. Just shut up and just be quiet for just a second, okay? Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Anyways, welcome. Oh, everybody heard that. We're sorry. Uh, welcome to Starcaster Marks. To my left is James. To my right is my ugly brother, Chris. And I am Ryan, and I can't think right now because I'm tired. This is our weekly Wednesday night episode. It is late. I am very tired, and we have a lot to talk about. How are y'all doing? Great intro, Ryan. That was probably one of your best. Yes. I think it was the best, too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, unfortunately, everybody heard my little shut up Chris thing beforehand. But whatever. Okay. Um... What are you guys? What have you guys been up to, James? We haven't seen you for a while. What you been up to? Tell everybody. Yeah, I've been. I I I went to Tampa to go hang out with my girlfriend, and then when I got back, Aww. I had work, so I couldn't I couldn't come back and do after game reviews. But I'm here now. Yay! Tell your boss you need off like every night so you can do a Stars podcast because it's way more important than getting money. Yeah. Yeah. I thanks for asking, Ryan. I've been doing school <laughs> since as of thirty minutes ago. I'm so, sorry, Chris. I'll I'll stop dunking on you. Zach's already mentioning I, you dunking on Chris a lot tonight. But you're you're gonna do I it to me later in the Who Cares segment, anyways. So it'll be okay. I, I don't like school, and I don't want to do it anymore. So, <laughs> what test were you taking earlier? Finance. And if anyone has ever taken finance. It sucks. It is terrible. 
Finance um, and accounting are two of the worst classes I've ever taken in my life. Is it as bad as geology? I assume geology is easier. Geology is talking about rocks, like legit I, rocks. I know what geology is, Ryan. <laughs> I had a formula in finance. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm done. The formula done. had like eight ones in it. It was ugh, so annoying. So do you know how you did on the test? Oh, no. They won't tell me. Oh, that's <laughs> annoying. I hate that. That anxiety. You have no idea. No, uh, no anxiety. I already know I did bad, so oh. let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that may, that may, I'm sure you feel a lot better about that, right? Oh, Don't yeah. You? So our first segment tonight is what, Ryan? Um, we're <laughs> He's like, just get on with this, Ryan. Shut up. Okay. Uh, we're going to get straight into some NHL news uh, for you guys because there's a lot to talk about. Um, I want to mention a certain team because I absolutely hate them, and they are sucking it up, and I am loving it. Uh, we're going to mention uh, Connor McDavid a little bit. Uh, who the heck could have seen uh, uh, Carlson being the the player he is right now? It's ridiculous. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Boston. There's some Ottawa Senators news that we need to mention as well. It sort of kind of connects to the Stars, but not really. Um, and then we're going to mention some Stars news. And obvious uh, for the Stars tonight, uh, the biggest thing is about Jake Ottinger. Um, I, I'm feeling okay about it right now because of the game yesterday. Wedgwood played okay. Stars played really well. But obviously, that's still a big topic of concern for Stars fans. We need to talk about that. Um, Mira Haskinen, um, he's, we got to talk about him a little bit and how good he was. Uh, Gary Onoff, is his offense coming alive? Uh, is Sagan coming alive? Uh, what about Jamie Ben? Uh, there's a couple of guys there. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit about Johnston, a little bit about the game tomorrow, and then we're going to get into our Who Cares segment for the evening, which, by the way, before we get to it, was not my idea. <laughs> it was They're James never your idea. idea. They're, They're never, never your idea. idea. Yeah, I know. That's why they always suck. Okay, anyways. Fair enough. Let's get into uh, first topic. Um, Connor McDavid is an insane human being. Um, if you look at his stats right now, he has played 10 games. And don't look at the stats if you if you haven't already seen them. Yeah, Just... I've already looked. Okay, so Chris, have I you haven't. looked at the stats? Okay. No. So let's play a game, James. As trivia. Okay. How many points does Connor McDavid have right now, Christian? He has played in 10 games so far. Through 10 games, he has 17 points. Nope. Higher. Higher? 20 points. Higher. Higher? <laughs> 24 points. A little lower. 23 points. 22 points. 22, 22 points. points. I but nailed that, uh, it. it. So I, I know it's still stupid, but like, I mean, the guy is averaging a goal and an assist a game. Every game. <laughs> that is stupid. I, I mean, I get. He he's so used to being the assist guy and letting other people score, like Evander Kane, that I guess someone told him that hey, you can actually shoot the puck, and you know you could score this year, right? So he, he's literally got twenty two points in ten games. That is That's absolutely freaking ridiculous. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, that guy's good at hockey. Yeah, he kind of is. I I just don't understand how he can be this good. I, I don't I don't get it. it, it it's, How's Dreisaitl doing? I actually don't know. He's got 21 points. 
Oh, how sucky. They're playing so bad. But, but the, the crazy thing is that they're playing on different lines. They they're not play playing on different lines. Yeah, but they both have over 20 points in 10 games and they're playing on separate lines. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they consistently only have two players on their team and are the best team in the Pacific, but whatever. Well, they've got freaking Evander Kane now who can he he literally just has to leave his stick on the ice and somehow it gets to his stick and he just it just like deflects off. Yeah, it's annoying. I hate it when he does good. Yeah. I do too. It annoys me as well. But you know, speaking of other players who are doing really well, uh I would have never seen this, but uh Eric Eric Carlson is doing really well. Now the San Jose Sharks absolutely suck and they're one of the worst teams in the NHL right now. But it's not because of Eric Carlson. Uh, he has 12, oh, 12 goals. He's played in 12 games so far. Chris, how many goals do you think he has? I already looked it up. He has nine. Oh, okay, so you cheated on this <laughs> one. All right, but he does have six assists to go along with those nine goals. So 15 points. He's literally second in the league in goal scoring, and he's a defenseman. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah. And I, he, I the, think the guy's 32. A, a bigger deal with that is that the Sharks are terrible and no one else can score goals. So yeah, I, I think we kind of have a Jamie Ben Art Ross situation where like the stars were terrible when Jamie Ben won the Art Ross, but Jamie Ben was good because he was the only good player. Might be one of those kind of situations. And it, well, here's the more even more interesting thing about this is guess how many goals uh he scored last season, all of last season? Twenty. He scored ten, and he's already oh, wow. at nine. What a loser. <laughs> um even if he's like really bad for the rest of the season, you could probably, you know, punch him in for 20 goals, which is ridiculous. Um, next thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that a majority of the teams that are like in the bottom of the NHL are from the Western conference. Yeah. And, uh, All the the, yeah, the, the Western conference is significantly worse than the Eastern conference this year. And to just to give you some, some craziness, the Ottawa Senators are at the bottom of their division right now. They are. And they have a 500 NHL 500 record. Yep. That's stupid. That's so crazy. That that goes to show you how much better the Eastern Conference is right now compared to the West. Which kind of is weird for schedule. Like, I don't know why they scheduled so many interconference games so early in the year. Like, especially when teams don't even know who they are yet. It's kind of weird in my opinion, but whatever. I think it kind of makes sense because these are the games that don't really matter as much. So the mm-hmm. games that you really want to matter, they all count are the for ones two points. Divisional, well, yeah, but like the divisional games is, are what more players get up for, right? Like we care more about if we played Nashville or St. Louis than we do yeah. the Rangers, That's right? Fair. That's fair. So I don't know. That, that's just the way I look at it. And when you look at the end of the season, it's almost exclusively like divisional games because they're just trying to build up the playoffs build up the anticipation of the playoffs. So yeah, that's true. We'll see. Um, on top of some of these bottom teams doing really bad, uh, the Boston Bruins, we got to mention them again because they've continued to be good. Uh, they are off to a nine and one start, which that's is the ridiculous. best start in franchise history. How, and they don't what, have some of their best players. What's, what's the best start in hockey history? That's a very good question. I don't actually know the qu- answer to that. James, you're our stat guy. Do you know that, the answer? Don't to that? ask me. Why would I know that? <laughs> James, figure it out. <laughs> James, figure it out now while people are watching out. us on the internet. Okay. Um, 
I, I just thought that that was noteworthy as well because, like we mentioned in in weeks past, they didn't have Marshawn for I think it was like the first seven games. They don't have Charlie McAvoy. They don't. They didn't have Matt Grizzlick for a period of time either. Uh, apparently now uh, Krejci is on IR as well. Okay, he's hurt now, and they're still continuing to do well. So I, I just think it's insane. And boy, were we wrong about the Boston Bruins, uh, yeah, especially yeah. me. Uh, I'll, I'll call myself out. I thought they weren't going to make the playoffs, but with the start like this, it's hard think, to see I, them not making the playoffs. Yeah, I think All they'll right. make the playoffs. According to Google, right. the yeah. best start is 13-1 and by the Ottawa Senators in 2007. Really? That's yeah. even more interesting. Very interesting. They hmm. probably weren't even that good that year. Was that <laughs> pre... Uh, was that before uh, Carlson? Surely that was before Carlson. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, stop asking me questions. I don't yeah, know the answer. Put, stop that, Ryan. That's <laughs> yeah, making I, us look that's foolish. That's true. Like, if anybody's going to know the answer to that, it would probably be me. And I don't, yep. if I don't know the answer, then then y'all probably don't know the yeah, answer. Yeah, I was six. How was I supposed to know? Dude, I was only... Uh, oh, geez. I guess I was older than I thought. Yeah, I was about to um, say. You were a human <laughs> at that point. I still wasn't functioning. <laughs> I was... Uh, Oh, geez. What was I? I think I was a freshman in high school at that point. So I guess that counts. Yeah, you yeah. should know. I should I should know that. I guess look at me and my hockey self, not knowing anything. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, this is the biggest news that I wanted to mention. Um, the Ottawa Senators are officially for sale. Uh, they are for sale, uh, and the family of Eugene Melnick has officially have, have come out and said they're wanting to uh, sell the team. Shocker. And yeah, it, it, not that big of a shocker, but yeah. Um, the idea is to keep them in Ottawa, obviously. But uh, here's the the backstory for those of you that don't know the backstory to this. It looks like that the Senators are trying to find a place to build a new arena in downtown Ontario, Ontario, Ottawa. I told you I'm tired tonight. Um, they're currently in a place that's literally at like 30 minutes outside of Ottawa. They play in Kanata. And it if you want to put that in perspective, you know, put it in a Dallas perspective, that's like the Stars playing in Plano rather than in downtown Dallas. That's that's a, a good way to put it. Or maybe even in McKinney, I guess. Is it even Arlington, better? like the Cowboys and the yeah. Rangers. Well, yeah, but Arlington makes more sense because it's literally smack dab between da- Dallas and Fort Worth. Canada does not make any sense. sense. It does not make any sense for Ottawa. But uh, they're trying to work on that, and there's a place downtown where they can actually build an arena, but that seems to be like a a really big issue for the Ottawa Senators. It's why they don't get a lot of fans out there because it's a a hike to get out to go watch an Ottawa Senators game. That seems to be on the table as to why they might not be as worth as much. Right now, I think they're valued at like six hundred and sixty million. But if they take care of this project, then they are able to get like a project going where they will build in downtown Ottawa. It could raise the evaluation of the Senators to like almost eight hundred, eight hundred and fifty million. So, uh, what do y'all think about that particular point of news? Uh, it's not shocking that they're training the team. Uh, the guy who bought it, he passed away and. Gave it to his family. What was that? Year ago, year and a half maybe. So that's not surprising at all. That's why they're selling it. They, the the people who technically own it is his his uh, 
offspring, and they're like right. 21 and 26, right? So they're Could really you young. They're not ready to own a hockey team, obviously. But yeah, it's a weird situation. Um, I'm sure they're gonna. I I don't know at all if they're gonna be able to get the new stadium started before they sell it. If they come out and say that they're gonna sell it like this, I feel like they're not going to get the stadium started before they sell it. I feel like that's what it says, but I don't know. I don't know the financials of. Despite my finance class, I do not know the <laughs> the financials that go into buying a sports franchise. I just don't think it's going to get done before that. Honestly, I, I think that has to be something that needs to be taken care of. It, it's almost like when you when you're selling a house and like say like the AC is out, right? No, most people are not going to buy a house with the AC out. It's something you have to fix before you can actually sell it, right? Uh, this seems to be a thing that they have to take care of before they can actually sell the team. Uh, here's an here's a, a rumor I've heard. I don't believe it's true. So the idea is to keep them in Ottawa, right? Well, if that project falls and it fails, there is a rumor that Mr. Tillman Fertitta, I think that's how you say his name. His first name is definitely Tillman. He is the owner of, get this, the Houston Rockets of the NBA. And the rumor is is that he wants to bring an NHL uh, franchise down to Houston. Now, I, I don't think that happens, but the fact that there's even a rumor out there, there's at least some smoke there. I Thoughts? What do you think? Pretty interesting. And I mean, if any Canadian franchise was to move, it'd be Ottawa. So, Yeah, and Winnipeg's in a pretty good situation right now. Ottawa, it just... They're, actually, they're, the, they're our, like the only Canadian team that doesn't sell out every night. Right. Yeah. And they, they're... Their numbers are bad in uh, attendance. Yeah. yeah, attendance. Thank you. Right, but it, again, if it's prob- probably because actually Ardell says it's more like an hour from Ottawa rather than half an hour, like I was saying. So, uh, oh, it says Razor. Okay, so Razor says it's like an hour out. Okay. Either so, way. Either if, way. Yeah. If the Maple Leafs played an hour from Toronto, their games would sell out. I guess you could say that. It, yeah. Just because Toronto's a, a original six team, so it, they were one of the OGs, but still, uh, I don't think they're. I don't think they would be making as much money, in my own opinion. Maybe. But that's just me. Um, I think it would be cool to have a sec a second team in Texas, but again, I don't think the Stars would particularly like that. I think they like to keep the whole fact that Texas is theirs even though they really don't do a whole lot of marketing outside yeah. of the North Texas area. So um, it would still be cool because then there'd be a, a Texas hockey rivalry in the NHL, and I think that would be fantastic. They, they do in Austin. They just don't do a lot in Houston. And, and being in College Station, which is kind of a mash of DFW and Houston people, that's the kind of students that come to AM. It, Houston people really have no idea about even hockey at all. So, And Houston is one of the biggest cities – in america yeah so i i feel like a houston team might grow the dallas stars fan base honestly with the rivalry like that and just getting more fans into hockey in texas in general might be better but and feed off of that dallas houston rivalry right exactly yeah um and one of the other things that came out recently is that among the top five you know sports in north america you know football basketball baseball hockey and soccer 
the fact that uh, the NHL, it's actually the most valuable one growing right now. It's the most valuable sports commodity. As an investment. As an investment, yes. Thank you. I should I should point that out. So, you know, there, there may be more people looking to buy NHL teams and – you know, if they want to move them, they're allowed to move it. So we'll we'll see uh, if that comes about, but I highly doubt it. So we'll see. Um, guys, it's official. Phil Kessel is the Iron Man of the NHL, and it looks Hooray. like he's going to hit a thousand games. So uh, congratulations to him. What do y'all think about that? That's a lot of games to play consecutively. Yeah. Also, he kind of cheated. He played one shift in one game. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> his his daughter, game. his daughter or his son or whoever it, it was, his child was being born. Okay, he still cheated. I mean, I'm gonna call it like it is. He cheated. You're gonna blame him for that? I'm not blaming him. I'm just that, saying that's he not didn't cheating. Play that game. I'm not that. No, I, I'm not calling that. That's Did not. He cheating. play that game. <laughs> Would you say in your heart of hearts that he played in that hockey game? Yeah, he gave it his all for that one shift he played for. <laughs> Well, anyway, it's it's still really impressive because, I mean, all, all of our even even our young players all have been hurt at some point and they've only been here for like two or three years. They've all already missed games. And just to have a streak go on for that long to not be injured is kind of insane. I mean, I know he didn't play in that one game, but he still wasn't injured. The injury didn't keep him from playing in the game. Okay. <laughs> also, also like, lots of teams have been trying. So he, he was, they were trying to send him to the AHL a few times, and they're not able to do that because the players would revolt against them because his Iron Man streak would be over. So not only did he cheat, he's also kind of hurting his team, especially when he cheated. He just put his team down a man the entire game. And we're just like, that's good. Yay. We just nah. don't care if it was the Coyotes. If I the Maple Leafs did that, that. we would have. We would have lost it. No, he's he has. Now I'm not saying he's the same player he was when he was, you know, with the Penguins or with the Maple Leafs, but he has still been a productive player. And he right now, he's one of the reasons why the Vegas Golden Knights are one of the best teams in the NHL right now. They they have a fantastic record, and he's a part of that. However, you want to say team. that he is on the team. Oh, Chris! Oh, Chris! 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 That's kind of what he's good for. He's there. We can count on that. <laughs> Although here's the funny thing about him being the Iron Man, you know, right? He he hasn't been hurt. He, well, if he got hurt, it was a minor one, and it hasn't forced him out of the lineup. He hasn't missed a game since November of 2009 or something like that. Somewhere in 2009, I think March 2009, yeah. November 2009, something like that. I was seven then. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy to think? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy to think. So the the thing about that is, and what's even more funny is that he's probably one of the most <laughs> unconditioned guys in the NHL, if that makes any about? sense. Like the dude, the dude doesn't drink water. He eats hot dogs. He doesn't work out. The, his coach he gets is complaining the water about from the hot dogs, Ryan. <laughs> Come on, yeah. he gets the water from the. Hot dogs. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you I, saying about Phil Kessel, Ryan? What are you trying to say? What I'm saying is that it's hilarious, considering like you know you got players like Nathan what? McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon, who is like a health is freak. He, and he still gets hurt. All I heard is you were calling him fat. So I didn't say the word fat once. <laughs> Not once. Anyways, congr- 
Congratulations to Phil Kessel. Uh, you know, I really think he's going to be able to make it go until he retires, honestly, at this point. Um, I don't know if he's going to... I mean, he could play for another three or four years. I really see it, honestly. So, Not we'll see. stars, I hope. Yeah. Uh, well, if he's super productive with the stars, dude, I'll take him. No, I mean, Pavelski's be. 38, and he's scoring he how be. he does. So, uh, Ardell saying, on the bench, uh, Phil Kessel drinks Coke. I see. Yes. I've seen that. I have seen that as well. That's the way to live. Okay. Um, enough about Phil Kessel. Let's get into some stars news. Um, Ottinger gets an injury uh, this past week. Uh, it was just kind of random. Uh, we didn't see it coming. He leaves in the middle of the second period. Uh, who was it against? The uh, Rangers? Rangers. It was yeah. against the Rangers. And it they just called a lower body injury, right? Um, after the game, it, they come out and they say it's going to be reevaluated in a week. So not that he's going to be out a week, but it's going to be reevaluated in a week. Um, should Stars fans be concerned, even though yes. Wedgwood played as well as he did on Tuesday? Yes. yes. Okay, Chris, tell us why. Uh, I mean, Wedgwood played fine. I wouldn't say he played great, though. I mean, he saw lots of rebounds that Ottinger doesn't normally give up that Wedgwood did. Um, we've seen him collapse twice in third periods, giving up yes. three goals in each period, which is not great. Um, and also he doesn't get rest now. So Wedgwood has to play every single game because the guy we have behind him is a first-year AHL goaltender that we just had to sign to a professional contract as a backup. So he's not going to see the ice unless Wedgwood is hurt. So and, it'll be interesting. Luck, luckily for us, the schedule, the schedule actually plays in our favor to honor getting hurt right now because yeah. we have we have a decent gap where we're not playing any back-to-backs. We're not playing a ton of games. we're playing bad so. teams. Uh, if you count the Edmonton Oilers as a bad team, yes. Okay, other than Edmonton, the majority <laughs> are bad. The, yeah, it's not like we just mentioned Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl scoring 22 and 21 points Y'all respectively. Y'all know what I'm saying. The majority of them are not the yeah. Edmonton Oilers. For okay. for the most part, I'm I am with you on that, Chris. I mean, he. It, I'm scared for when he lets in another weak goal off of a mistake because the second he, he did that in two games, in both games, there were two quick goals to follow it. So I hopefully he can get out, out of his head with those and he can let those go because that's really seemed what like it was. But it, it definitely is still concerning. All right. So looking at the opponents we have coming up, Obviously, tomorrow we have Arizona, and we'll talk about Arizona soon. Uh, we've got Edmonton, like we mentioned. Then we have the return of Rick Bonus, a.k.a. we go to Rick Bonus in Winnipeg. And then we have San Jose, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, Florida, and New York Islanders coming up after that. So we really, really need Ottinger to be ready, I don't know, by next Saturday, maybe? Maybe at the latest next... I mean, he, he will get... Two weeks evaluated on Saturday, so we'll see whether what how good he's doing on Saturday. I'm hoping it's it, it's okay because I mean I know that Philadelphia we said at the beginning of the year was going to be a bad team, but they haven't been. They've actually been a pretty decent team I under mean, Tortorella, so that's play. still a game that we have to get up for and be ready for. Yeah, but also I think we could get away with it all the way until we go 
on that road trip. So I think we at least have another full week before we have to start worrying. Yeah, agreed. Before super worrying, we're still worried. But... Yes, we're worried, <laughs> but <laughs> but until we're very worried. The, the the fact that they that that they he stayed on the bench even though he was hurt still kind of tells me that it's something that he injured that he could injure further if he kept playing on it. So it, it doesn't, to me, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad injury, but that just that he could hurt it more if he kept playing on it. My only worry is if, if it's going to be a lingering thing, right? Or if it's something that can be, you know, just heal with time. Because if it's a lingering thing, that's not good. Because, I mean, we saw hints. He he had that injury for that basically that entire season. And he was in one game, out one game. In one game, out one game. And the games he was in, he was absolutely fantastic. But we, we can't do that with Ottinger. We need him to play, I mean, 50 games. If we're realistic about, you know, being like a, a true playoff and contender. Then- Right? Yeah, and then even on top of that, he's we're going to need him for the playoffs. So regardless if he's like we need him in the lineup no matter what, because if we make it to playoffs, we're we're going to want to be playing him every single game. Mm-hmm. And and that's obvious uh, that that's true here. Um, now, here's my question. Um, a lot of people have actually said a lot of good things about Matt Murray, and I'm not talking about Toronto Matt Murray. I'm talking about Dallas Stars goalie matt murray he's he's actually had some pretty decent numbers since signing with the dallas stars last season after he was done in college playing college hockey he came in and took the ahl by storm and basically solidified himself as the number one in cedar park with the texas stars could you see him playing maybe against arizona or maybe next week against san jose i could see him i i really think we could see him getting a shot there if we I thought think, that he was going to be a number th- or number three goalie, then we would have signed him before the season started. We had to rush yeah. and sign him to an entry level deal just so that he could sit on the bench for us is what I'm thinking. Yeah. So this is but, an emergency. Help us now. But also on top of that, I don't think that we're going to be scared if we're already like if, if Wedgwood just drops in a game and we're, yeah. we're down like four nothing. Yeah, we'll I, I don't in. think. Yeah, we'll put him in. It won't not be that bad. Yeah. If we had Shield from the ECHL, yeah, <laughs> we might not. Uh, I'd be very concerned. Yes, yeah. no, and no offense to Adam Shield, but he's he's just not he, he's not an NHL he's not there yet. He's not. Um, but at least with Matt Murray, I see some promise. I do, and I don't see him as a, like a Jay Cottinger or a Carter Hart kind of young goaltender kind of like guy. But he he's a guy that could be a decent goalie in the nhl so i and i don't hear let me say this i don't think they're going to give him a chance do i hope they give him a chance yes and if they're going to give him a chance i think it would be better to play him in the game against san jose when he's at home it's against one of the worst teams in the nhl um the the, team point and, percentage wise what's gonna get him yeah, the Carlson's worst team points get him, percentage wise and uh, this is actually a really good point by Ardell here. Uh, Dallas plays an attacking game now. It will help Wedgewall. And I think it would help Matt Murray, too. It'll help whatever goalie is in the net at that point. So uh, so you really think that uh, Wedgewall is going to just play every single game until Ottinger is healthy? 
Yes, I unless, think... it's lo- unless it's long-term for Otter. But if it's long-term yeah. for Otter, I think Otter goes on IR, and then we bring up Hudobin is what I think would happen. Because then once he's on IR, you free up that cap space for a little while, and then you can bring him up. Yeah, And, and that's fair to say, too. And again, I think with the schedule that we have right now, it we we can get away with it. I think we can get away with Wedgwood playing every single game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not too taxing. I mean, we do only play four games in the next week and a half. So yeah. that, that is true. It is very, very favorable. But I, after... I, I mean, I don't, I, if there's even <laughs> a slight question mark on Otter, he's not going to come back for at least another two weeks, I feel. And I wouldn't want him to, honestly. No. With a guy that important, if he if it's an injury that he can get or that can get worse, then yeah, leave him on for a while. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. It's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet five dollars on any team and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they win. There's a lot of matchups that are going to be coming up this season. I'm really looking forward to the Central Division. It looks like there's going to be about six teams out of the eight that I think have a pretty good shot of making the playoffs. So I'm really interested to see how the Central Division goes out there. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And the only reason why I say by like next wins or two weeks from now at the latest is because like you've got eight games in 16 days from the 13th to the 26th. And it's not like it's most of these teams are pretty good. Two against Colorado, one against Tampa, one against Florida, one against the Islanders who have been pretty decent this year. So, but didn't you hear Ryan? The yeah. Avalanche are washed. Yeah, they're no, washed. They're, not washed. <laughs> they're washed, Ryan. They're washed. That's stupid. You hear? Yeah, I'll believe it when I actually see it with my own eyes. And then they're going to go on like a 10 game winning streak and like destroy the world like they did last year. So, okay. Um, so uh, enough about Otter. Hopefully he comes back. He'll be healthy. Take as much time as he can. I think we'll be okay. I, even if we're just 500 at this point, I'll be happy. I remember saying at the beginning of the season, like if by Thanksgiving we're 500 or a little bit above, I feel okay about that. Um, we need to talk about Miro because he is obviously a really important part of this team. And Chris and I very briefly mentioned it uh, last night, but the stars look completely different with him on the ice, even when he has the second least amount of ice time among all the defensemen from last night's game. So talk about how amazing Miro Haskinen is and how much we missed him. Well, when we have a Miro Haskinen, we have a power play. And when we don't have a Miro Haskinen, we don't have a power play. That's a pretty big difference. difference. Yeah. I was literally writing the show notes the other night and I was 
putting something about the power play and that we were three for five. And I just went to go double check to make sure I was right. Cause I thought it might've been three for six. I was wrong. It was three for four. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you can tell that Miro Heiskanen makes a big difference. And, and, and again, with everything he does, he drew a call. He's able to, to get the puck out of the zone. He's always seems to make the right defensive play. And is he kill McCarr like offensively? No. Could he be? Yes, but he but focuses a, on both sides of the puck. He's yeah, an all-around defenseman. It's a good thing he's not Kale McCarr defensively. Yeah, and and honestly, there's the, both Kale McCarr and Miro Heiskanen changed the way the game's played. I mean, Kale McCarr, obviously, he's just crazy offensive, and he just go, go, go all the time. But Heiskanen is able to just, like, control everything, it feels like. He just mm. does He does everything himself. He changes. He changes how his whole team plays, obviously. Agreed. He controls the game more. McCarr controls the offense. Yes. McCarr can control the outcome of the game, but Haskinen can control how his team themselves are playing. Although I would say, like, at this point, I, I think Kale McCarr is probably the best player on the Colorado Avalanche, right? Would you agree with mm, me? If no. If, they have a Nathan McKinnon. I still think they he's better than Nathan, Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon. That's ridiculous. I think you're wrong. You're wrong. No, I did. I, I, he, he has to be the best player on the on the roster you're for wrong. the Avalanche. Yeah, you're an idiot. Okay, the he was the reason Nathan, why the only reason he was playoff MVP. Yeah, the only reason he won playoff MVP is because the other teams put so much focus on Nathan McKinnon, which frees up McCarr to do what he did. In my opinion, no, no, you're you're wrong. Okay, McCarr is just good argument, game. Ryan. I appreciate that insight. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you you would get back at me, right? We haven't even gotten to the Who Cares segment yet. You deserved that, Ryan. You deserved that one. That was stupid. Yeah, it's not this stupid. is different. No. It's different, no. Ryan. Okay, uh, let's talk about maybe some players that could see their offense being unlocked. Now, it, it's really only a one-game observation from what I saw, you guys, but there were three players in particular that I thought about that I was like, okay, we could definitely see these guys maybe starting to have their offense unlocked. Um, two of them are pretty obvious and one not so obvious. Ben, he he looked like beast mode Ben. Did he get the the goals that he probably should have gotten yeah. last night's game? No, but dude, the guy was everywhere. He, I mean, for crying out loud, he, he took a guy's tooth out um, <laughs> and he wasn't even trying. He took his retainer out, bro. Yeah, and then his retainer too. Um, on top of that, uh, you've got uh, Dennis Garionov. He did get finally, finally got his first point of the season, and it was on an actual. He was on a very good play. It, he he was the reason why the goal was scored. He used his speed to create that chance. And then uh, the other one is uh, Tyler. Tyler Sagan looked like Tyler Sagan of years past. That the goal he scored, it was absolutely perfect. It was a toe drag. Like up in the corner, beautiful, no chance for the uh, for the goalie at all. So, do you see any of those three guys coming up? I, I guess maybe Sagan's pretty obvious. You can't really talk yeah. about Sagan, but Ben or Garyanov, could you see both of those guys' offense getting unlocked at this point in the season? Because I, 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 I think it might be a turning point for one of these guys. I think Ben is just going to give you. A game like this, like one in five, like I talked about at on last games after game review. I don't know what it is, but he, he had another one of these, if you remember earlier in the season, where I think he got three assists. 
and was throwing the body all over the ice. It, yeah, it's weird. The Canadians I, game. Yeah, I don't think he has the ability to do it night in and night out the way he did when he was Art Ross. So I think we'll see flashes. I don't think we'll see it consistently. Yeah. And, what do you think, James? And on, and on the Garyanov side of things, I, I just... It's it's so hard to tell with him because he has he has nights like he did the other night where he looks so. Oh, I'll continue. He looks we'll so good, but then he'll make stupid plays in the defensive zone, like just skating by the person with the puck and not checking him at all. Or he'll make a dump in pass when he has a three on two. I mean, he literally does stuff like that consistently. So it's it's fresh. I have said this for probably three years now, but it's frustrating to see a guy with so much potential on the ice just kind of consistently squander it. And he's getting this opportunity going up to second line, down to the third line. We're trying to find something that clicks for him is really what we're doing. We're trying to figure it out. And it, he's he's not figuring it out. And that's that's the problem, especially for a guy that's making $3 million. Well, and here's the problem with him is you can't put him on the fourth line, right? Like we, we know for a fact yeah. that that's not going to do him any good whatsoever. Yeah. So really the lines you got to put him with are the second or third line. Cause the first line is not an option. I mean, you're not going to take away hints or robo or Pavelski or whoever, by the way, which is the best line in the league right now, according yep. to whatever statistics they use. I don't, don't ask me who they are. Uh, just general points in general. Yeah. Right. So who do you think he's looked better with? Do you think he's looked better on that Ben line or do you think he's looked better on the Sagan line? Cause I, I'm, I can't really say I have an answer for that. Really? He looked best in the preseason when he played with hints and Marchment is really what it was. It felt like he, he was moving smoothly in that line. Like there wasn't this jerkiness that he has in the lines that he's playing with now. But like we said, our first line right now is the best line in hockey. So we're not going to break that up. So it's it's tough to it's it's tough to think about what we're gonna do. I think he's just gonna keep doing that, and we're hope that he's gonna catch fire because he is getting a lot more good chances more consistently in the past. I'd say three games. So we could see a rope a hints thing of last year where if he gets one, he'll get ten. So that that's what we're hoping for right now. I think, but the rest of the lineup I think is doing so well. If you thought think about from opening night, we haven't changed it very much at all. Yeah. And it's been really good for us. So I, I think you leave it the way it is now, and hopefully he figures it out on his own. I, I mean, he kind of has to because th- there's there's really no other option. That there really is not. I mean, the dude's twenty five. I mean, he's not a he's not a rookie in the league anymore. He's not even a young guy. He's kind of in that prime of his career. He's starting to get to that point. Twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. So he, he's got to figure it out or he's never going to be able to do it. Yeah. And, and like I said about his contract, when you're making $3 million, you have to... You got to put the puck in the back score. of the net. Score. And, and again, we're not asking him to score 30 goals. We, I mean, yeah. we, I, at this point, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm lowering my expectation. Like, I'm, I'm hoping for at least 15 at this point. Yeah. He, he needs to use his speed, he needs to draw calls, and he needs to score on the power play is, I think, the big things that he needs to do. And he's got to figure either way. He's got to find his job on this team because right now he doesn't have one, but he's, he's got to figure it out. 
He's not really getting any power play time either. I mean, he doesn't play penalty kills, so... Yeah. He, he's he's, he's got to find mean, a job. He doesn't have a job yeah, right now. exactly. It would be different if, like, he was, like, a scoring threat on, you know, shorthanded, and he was really good, solid defensively, and he was able to take advantage on the penalty kill, but yeah. he just hasn't been able to do that, so... He's playing like a goal scorer who can't score. Right. <laughs> And in his defense, Rope Hintz looked exactly like that uh, this, you know, last year. In the first 10 games, he barely scored any goals. And by the end of the year, Rope Hintz had 30, so almost 40. So um, here's a question that I kind of saw, and I saw this mentioned around mostly because I talked to Sean Shapiro about this in the interview I did with him on Sunday it, that got posted on Monday. There is a player in... Detroit name, uh, Philip Zadina. And Zadina has a lot of the same qualities that Gary Onoff has. He's a, he's a pure sniper. He's supposed to be a goal scorer. He was highly thought of when he was drafted, but it just something hasn't clicked with this player. And the idea was from me after I did the interview, I should have asked Sean about this is, but what if we were able to do a one for one trade? And I hate to think about that because I love Gary Onoff just because, you know, he is a Dallas star through and through. But would that be a good situation for both players and for both teams, maybe? What What's the Detroit guy's cap hit? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> it's probably not three mil. Let me look that up because that, that would be very interesting, actually, to know. It, so. if, if it's similar cap-wise, I would say, yeah, that's a great thing to do. I mean, we saw what happened with Nachushkin. He moved to a different place and he figured it out. And even he's talked about it in interviews. Like he did just need a different, a change of pace. It wasn't the stars per se. It was him on the stars. So definitely something like that might help, but I can't imagine that guy has the same cap hit. I would think it would be something similar. Cause he's a, uh, RFA. So let me look this up. Um, he has got a cap hit. He's got a cap hit of $1.825 million for the next three years. Yeah, so that's a lot less. <laughs> so so I, I guess there would have to be money going out uh, from the Detroit and coming back to Dallas in order to make that work. But So maybe it would be Philip Zadina and something else, so I don't know. But, uh, well, we're trying to get James back on here, but he lost internet at the house, so... Anyways, getting into the uh, next thing I want to talk about, uh, obviously Wyatt Johnston, he's staying in the NHL for good. Uh, he hit that 10-game tryout mark. He's officially uh, used a year out of his entry-level deal. Um, it, they could still technically send him back to the OHL, but at this point it would be kind of stupid because now they're already paying the money for it. Yeah. So what do you think, Chris? Do you, is this uh, an obvious move? Yeah, Nil talked about it uh, before his 10th game. He said that they're leaving open the possibility of him going back to play World Juniors because just that's great experience for for young players. Um, but they said he would have to have some serious regression for that to happen, which obviously is not likely. He's playing very well both sides of the puck. So I'm not super surprised. This is kind of exactly what I wanted in the preseason. I said one of the guys has to take the spot. It's probably going to be Johnston. I was right. So... Keep listening, folks. 
I'm still rooting for Logan Stankoven too. I think he'll make the team next year. It yeah, Logan. Seems like I'll a bring that up. Conclusion. Logan Stankoven has more points per game than Connor Bedard, the unanimous number one pick for next year. So, already got a Connor Bedard in our system. So get wrecked. <laughs> I don't know about that, but Connor Bedard is supposed to be like the next. Uh, the next Connor McDavid. So uh, maybe even, even higher than Connor McDavid is what some people are talking about that he's, he's got this huge aura about him. So I don't know, but we'll see. All right. Uh, one more thing. And then we'll get to our who cares segment, which I don't know if James is going to end up coming back. Is that day? I don't think so. He's gone. Yep. All right. Um, let's talk about the fact that the Dallas stars will be playing in a college arena tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, is is it even worth it to complain about it at this point? Because it's yes, going it to happen. it is worth it because it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, I'll talk about it. First of all, if y'all haven't seen the dressing room situation, it's it's ridiculous. So, they're play, they're dressing, the Stars dressing room is, they t- went to the other rink on the other side of the arena. They put down mats and they put up a bunch of black curtains. Here's your dressing room. Now talk about your game plan so everyone can hear it. Because <laughs> it's going to echo literally, around. Yeah, literally. You can't talk about stuff like that because everyone's going to hear. That's embarrassing. And if you've seen the Coyotes locker room, it's worse. They're literally playing in a Mini Mites locker room. Like they got <laughs> they got hangers. Oh, so they're just hanging there. Oh, come on. I at least, I'd at least give hooks. it Bantam level. At least Bantam level. I don't know, man. That's ridiculous. You look at their stadium. I mean, the Allen Americans have more fans. Like, seriously. They do. I, I think the Allen Americans stadium is bigger. That would be interesting. Hold on. Because so, I, I actually want to know the answer to that. It, and obviously, it's affecting teams. I mean, Florida played in in the Mullet Arena. Ridiculous name. And they look shook by the whole scenario. So the stars need to figure out a way to block out their dressing room and where they're playing. And like, I thought about this in the shower the other day. I was like, to kind of combat that, they need to put them up in a five-star hotel, you know? So, so give them the gushy treatment (laughs) away from the ice. They come here. I'll just last a little bit and then we'll take them right back to the five-star hotel and feed them some fillets. That's what I think is best. That's my game plan. Peter, you can have it, and you can claim that as your own intellectual property. You're welcome. <laughs> well, we will see how the Stars do uh, tomorrow when they take on the Arizona Coyotes at 9 o'clock. So, we'll, well, I didn't we'll see mention how that do. it's an embarrassment to the Coyotes. It's an embarrassment to hockey in general. It's an embarrassment to hockey in the South, which is a big thing for us. So, thank you so much, Gary Bettman. It's really worth it. We need a team in Arizona because – Boy, that state's just buzzing, you know. When I think of party time, I think of Phoenix, man. I don't know. You know, it's there a was very a super, large there was a Super Bowl area. in Arizona the other the other year, and everyone was just so happy about that. You know, everyone was talking about how great it was that there was a Super Bowl in Arizona. Yep. So I they so weren't. I Everybody was complaining because Arizona sucks. <laughs> Jeez, Chris, it's a desert. You're, they're living in a desert. Texas has a desert. Where we I live is a desert. a desert. Nobody lives there. The only person that lives there is you. 
<laughs> Me and like 3,000 other people, and that's about it. Exactly. All right. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting. I think it, it, it'll still be interesting if I ever get the opportunity to go out there and watch a game out there. But it's still Good on my bucket list. But Good luck paying for tickets. It's going to be Yeah, tickets expensive. are pretty expensive. But, oh, and to answer your question, the Allen Event Center uh, can hold 8,100 people. Double. Yeah. So not just more, it's double. It's double. For our ECHL team in Texas. Yes. Well, not not our ECHL team. Not our. Texas's ECHL team. Yes. And generally, American games are pretty full. (laughs) So their attendance numbers are probably going to be higher than the Coyotes this year. That's pretty sad, but I'm sure that the prices of the tickets are way more expensive. They are, but still. Yeah. All right, so o- we'll see overall, how Overall, tomorrow is take care of business time. I mean, we saw what happened in Florida. You're in a weird place. Ignore it. Ignore how bad the team is. Take care of business. Score four goals in the first period. Let's get out of there. That's the game. Arizona, and Arizona has actually done better than expected. They still have a sucky record, but they've <laughs> still won more games than I expected them to, so... Just saying, they bit the, they've beaten the Maple Leafs and they've also beaten the Florida Panthers. Oh, they beat the Maple Leafs! Wow, they're still a good team, Chris. No, Regardless of what other people say, they will be fine. Okay. Anyways, um, we need to get into who cares segment for the evening. It was James's idea, but he's no longer here with us. Rip. Don't worry, he's still alive, but he's just not here on the podcast right now because internet went out of the house. Uh. Chris, you want to tell us what it is for the evening? The the Who Cares segment for this evening, kind of going in tandem with the last Who Cares segment of numbers, we are going with letters. So a singular letter, and we're doing top three. Ryan, give us your number third favorite letter. The the number three favorite letter is a W. A W. A W. Do you care to expound? Uh, No. Your turn. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> w for win. That that's literally the only stupid reason why. But I mean, gotta love the W for the win, right? Good job, Ryan. That's creative. All right, Chris is my other two. Are, my other two are better. Is going to be X. So X. First of all, if we're sticking with the hockey thing, stands for clinched. That's better than a W, in my opinion. We want we want to clinch the playoffs. Uh, also, X is just. A overall placeholder, a great placeholder in very many a scenarios in math, in physics, in freaking finance. It's annoying, but it's there too. X is all over the place. It's very useful, uh, recognizable as a placeholder. In- incredible letter, very versatile. All right, Ryan, number number. That number was a two. really good explanation. I'm I'm actually excited to hear what your number two and number one are. Thank you. I'm being totally honest. Thank you. Um, second one for me is the letter C. We are brought to you by the letter C. Last name for the word chambers has to be, you know, I was going to say letter, C too. Greatest letter That's in the alphabet. That's my number two as one well. So. so the C, not only does it make a great first letter of a first name, it makes a great first letter of a second name. That's fantastic. Also, I'm sure Cooper would agree with you. Also, one of the easier letters to write. I mean, it's just whoop. That's it. Boop. Only easier one is probably L. Or W is a zigzag. That's you see how many 
different change of directions you have. See, there's no change of directions. It's a circle. You're continuing the circle the whole way. One movement. W, one, two, three, four. Stupid statement, Ryan. That was an idiotic statement. See, Ryan, I told you you were going to get out. What is your favorite case. letter? My favorite letter, it has to be the S. And the reason why it's an S is because it's the first letter of the Stanley Cup. And yeah. also of the Dallas Stars. Hey, look, and James it's is got back. Some sexy curves. <gasps> James is here. You got James. here just in time. James, I got a question for you. Is S the sexiest letter in the alphabet? And why is the answer yes? S S has curves, first of all. Curves. And it it also... It depends on how you draw it, I guess. The way I draw it is scary. (laughs) But, But also, it's the first letter of sex, so... That's true. Objectively sexy. (laughs) <laughs> objectively sexy right all right james so we we just finished our number two which were the same we both chose c so give us your third and second letters please well, i already did my number one favorites oh we did do your number one i did do my number one so chris you do well, you, the, ryan's doesn't no, matter anyway nope so mine's okay. going glass Jeez, as it always so does <laughs> james Ryan, you were in, you weren't even james, here for 20 minutes Shut james, up. Give us your i already know that you're so wrong all at once as a monologue okay I have to think about this now because I had I had them all set up right, and then everything blew up, and now my mind mind's frazzled, so I don't know which one I'm doing first. Uh, so, um, go I'm gonna up. go for for my number three. I'm gonna go with the letter Z. Okay, a good one. Z is a really cool letter. Uh, you hardly ever use it. I don't know really why we have it even, but I mean, it's there and it's cool. <laughs> Great, great pick. I thought so. Okay. It's like Phil Kessel. It's always in. yes, it's there, and and I guess it's cool. Bring in okay. the episode full circle, baby. Now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in my second favorite, the letter A, specifically the capital letter A. Okay, capital A, the capital yeah. letter. You know, neither one of I didn't do that at all. I just said there's a letter. Y'all are y'all are stupid if y'all didn't do that. Okay. There's a big difference between capital letters and lowercase Jeez. letters. God, what about C? There's not a big difference. There is a big difference. One's big and one's I... little. <laughs> Come I on, agree. Chris. I agree. I changed Come my mind. On. I agree. Both of my letters are now capitals. There you go. It's important. So my second letter... My second favorite is the letter A because, I mean, you chop it right down the so you fold it over each other. I mean, it looks cool, right? And Symmetry. the letter A is the grade that you want to get on all your tests. That's true okay. as well. Very true. Okay. That's a good point. All right, okay. James, number one. My number one is the letter K. K. Want to know why? Because no, it's I know the K. most useless letter ever, okay? Why do we have it? I don't know. Just make it a C, you know? Why? Why do we even have a K? You, everyone forgets about K. Wait, wait. You know, I feel like you're making the argument against K. No, <laughs> that's, that's why I it's was the thinking. best. <laughs> it's it's I, the best because this is the worst. It's the best because everyone forgets about it. You never remember the letter K. Like key I feel like that. there's some deep psychological examining you can do with that. <laughs> As the middle yeah, probably. Games. You, you probably. know the only thing. Um, you know the only thing I can think of right now is. I used to hate when I was in high school that 
a lot of people don't do it much nowadays, but back in high school when people would, I would spend, send like a novel to somebody telling me about all of my life's problems. And then they would just put K with a dot. That was it. Yeah, that's why you don't do It's the that. best letter. That's why it's the worst letter. No, it's Absolute the best letter. Worst All right. Saving best Conversation ender, too. I mean, come on. Chris's hey. number one letter. <laughs> this letter is unique. It's the most fun to say, objectively. That is guaranteed fact. Um, and in Texas, it has a lot of uses. And we didn't say it had to be in English, so my favorite letter is Inye. <laughs> he got us. He got it is us. Inye. That is the end oh. with a little squiggle on top on top. The little squiggle thing is called a tilde. Another great word. Inye, tilde. Say those all day long. You'll be happy as a clam. So Chris won. Chris won with this. With the Inye. Absolutely. And all your best jalapeno. We use an Inye in an English English words all the time. Jalapeno is the English word for that pepper. I am sure it's a Spanish word too. Whatever. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> we added the inye to our alphabet. We didn't even we I mean, just for that word, we did. I mean, honestly, the American alphabet should be in then inye right after it. We've adopted it. The inye is here to stay. The tilde is here to stay. It is a fantastic letter. Great. Great job, Chris. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Do y'all wonder why it disappeared? Sure. Uh, someone may or may not have accidentally bumped the router and unplugged it. <laughs> now, unplugged. now you gotta tell us who. Who was it? It was uh, the patriarchy himself. <laughs> oh, but Padre. I can blame Chris for it because he's looking for a title for a car that happens to be Chris's. <laughs> so Chris in full circle it's fault. actually christian's fault <laughs> that i disappeared from the episode oh, uh, he was we trying better... to sabotage me in the who cares segment that's all i'm saying it's Chris's I, got, fault. I gotta like keep y'all apart like virtually to make sure y'all don't title like throw, is not throw my fist. <laughs> but it's your fault that he has to find it oh man okay all right I guys <laughs> well, I agree. It's two versus one. You lose, Chris. So, haha, in your face. All right. Anyways, anything else we need to say, gentlemen? Chris, you're not allowed to say anything. James, is there anything else we need to say? Two plus two is four. Actually, it's Minus 22. One, that's three quick maps. Ooh, Chris knows. Chris knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, guys. We're getting really too tired here. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. We appreciate you guys. Go check out StarCasterMarkShop.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the whole nine yards. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels. Buy our bath mats, our shower curtains, <laughs> our toothbrushes. We're, we're, we're not. We're, we're not there. Not there yet, Chris. We're 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 getting we're, we're working, working on it. it just for you. Okay. Just for you. I'm working on it. And then, uh, of course, like always, thank you to DraftKings for being our sponsor of this episode and also of this podcast and of THPN. And as always, Swanson approves this message. Along with Chris and James, my name is Ryan, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this thing. Go Stars, and hopefully they beat the crap out of the Coyotes. See you later.